We're going to be learning in Chidush Maran Riz HaLevi, the third piece in Elchus Chametzu Matzah. This is Perek Zion, Halacha Zion. And this is another short but very fundamental piece where Rav Velvel is going to explore what is the nature of the requirement of Haseba to lean at the Seder. So he's going to articulate two very fundamental perspectives of the Rambam versus the Rush, how to understand this commandment. The Rambam writes, When a person eats at the Seder night, they have to eat and drink reclining like a free person. That was the way to show freedom in the olden days by reclining. When is the requirement of Haseba? When they eat the Kazayis of Matzah, so during the Mitzvah of Matzah, and the four cups, those require Haseba. The rest of the eating and drinking at the Seder, if the person reclined, that's nice, but it's not an absolute requirement. So the requirement of Haseba is when doing the mitzvah of matzah and the four cups. So now Reb Velvel points out that the view of the Rambam is that Haseba is an independent concept at the Seder. It's not just a detail in how to perform the mitzvah of matzah and the four cups, but it's its own independent idea, which the rabbis said is required during the time of matzah and the four cups. And the proof for that is because the Rambam says that when one is eating regular foods at the Seder, it's still better to recline and to eat them with Haseba, even though there's no requirement to do so. So we see that Haseba is a standalone concept at the Seder. It's not something that's only relevant during the eating of the matzah and the drinking of the four cups. That's when it's a requirement. But even when eating the regular meal, so not performing the mitzvahs, there's still a concept of reclining during the meal. And that's what the Shulchan Arach and Arachayim Simen Tuf Ayin Beis Sif Zayin also says, that it's better to recline while eating the meal. So the view of the Rambam is that reclining is its own concept at the Seder that is also a requirement during eating the matzah and drinking the four cups. So now according to this perspective of the Rambam, if someone did eat the matzah and drink the four cups without reclining, they haven't done the mitzvah of matzah or the four cups in a worse way. It doesn't affect that mitzvah at all because these are two independent things. So even though they did the wrong thing, they didn't recline when they were eating the matzah and drinking the four cups, it doesn't affect the matzah and the dalad kosos at all. It's just that they're missing the obligation of reclining. So the issue in that case is that they did not recline during the matzah and dalad kosos, which they were required to do, but there is nothing lacking in the mitzvah of the matzah and the four cups. Now, Tosos and Psachim Kufches raises the issue, if someone ate the matzah or drank the cups without reclining, do they need to redo those mitzvahs? And the Rush writes explicitly that if someone ate the matzah and didn't recline, they have to eat the matzah all over again. So this seems to indicate, unlike the Rambam, that Haseba is a part of the mitzvah of matzah. It's one of the details in the eating of the matzah and the fulfillment of that mitzvah. So if a person missed the Haseba, they did not recline, they have not fulfilled the mitzvah of matzah properly, and that's why they need to redo it. And it's even more than that, because according to the Rush, what does it help to redo the mitzvah of matzah if they already fulfilled 
fulfilled that mitzvah? How is it going to correct the fact that they didn't recline when they've already done the mitzvah? So now they're just eating random pieces of matzah that are not the mitzvah of matzah. So it must be that without reclining, there's something missing in the very mitzvah of matzah. They have not fulfilled that mitzvah. So eating another piece of matzah is now the fulfillment of that mitzvah along with Haseba. So according to the rush, Haseba is not a standalone concept, which the rabbis required during the matzah and the wine, but it's a detail within those mitzvahs. Part of the mitzvah of matzah includes reclining when eating the matzah, and part of the mitzvah of the four cups is reclining when drinking the wine. And if the person did not recline, they're lacking in their fulfillment of the mitzvah of matzah and the wine, and they have to redo it. So there's a very fundamental debate between the Rambam and the Rush how to view the mitzvah of Haseba. According to the Rambam, it's its own concept. Like the Karpas is a mitzvah at the Seder. Like Haroses, according to one view, is a mitzvah at the Seder. So too, Haseba is one of the mitzvahs of the Seder. But the rabbi specifically said that it's required when eating the matzah and the four cups. According to the Rush, Haseba is not an independent mitzvah. It's one of the details of how to perform the mitzvah of the matzah and the four cups. And one of the details in those mitzvahs is that it requires Haseba. Now, the source for the rush that if someone eats matzah without Haseba, they have to re-eat matzah again is because the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, hashamish sha'achal kazayis matzah kishu mesav yatzah. That if the waiter ate a kazayis of matzah while they were reclining, they fulfilled their mitzvah. So it sounds like only if they were reclining, but if they were not reclining, they have not fulfilled their mitzvah, which according to the rush is the mitzvah of matzah. They have not fulfilled that mitzvah and they have to re-eat another piece of matzah. Says Rab Velvel, it would have been possible to understand that what the Gemara means, Yatzah, that he fulfilled his mitzvah, is not the mitzvah of Matzah, it's the mitzvah of Haseba. So what the Gemara means to say is that once he ate a kazayis of matzah reclining, he's now fulfilled the mitzvah of Haseba and he does not have to continue eating with Haseba. So the implication of that would be that if he did not eat with Haseba, then he does have to eat the rest of his food with Haseba, meaning at some point during the night he has to recline and eat reclining. So that's exactly the source for what the Rambam said, that it's better to eat the rest of your meal reclining, the source for that is this halacha of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi regarding the waiter. Because we see that haseba can be performed not only during eating the matzah, but even during eating the rest of the food during the meal, which is voluntary food. And according to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, that also fulfills the mitzvah of haseba. So that's exactly where the Rambam got this whole idea that haseba is a standalone mitzvah independent of eating the matzah and it should and can be done even during the meal, not only during eating the matzah. So basically the Rambam and the Rush get their respective views from how to interpret this Gemara. The Gemara says that once the waiter eats a kazayis of matzah reclining, he's yatzah. He fulfilled a mitzvah, but which mitzvah? According to the Rush, it means the mitzvah
mitzvah of matzah. So we learn that if he did not recline, he has to do the mitzvah of matzah over again. So from there we learn that reclining is limited only to the eating of the matzah and the drinking of the four cups, but it's not relevant during the rest of the meal when eating voluntary food. The Rambam, on the other hand, understands yatzah, that he fulfilled the mitzvah of Haseba, but otherwise he would need to recline later on in the meal. So from there we learn the exact opposite, that Haseba is not only connected to eating the matzah, so even if someone ate the matzah or drank the four cups without reclining, they fulfilled those mitzvahs, but they need to recline at some point later in the meal. So we see that reclining is a good thing to do, even during Shulchan Orech, during the meal, even though it's not a mitzvah to eat that food. So those are the two views of the Rambam and the Rush. So the basic debate is that the Rambam understands Haseba as an overall reflection of how to eat at the Seder to show freedom. And the rabbis said that it's required during eating the matzah and drinking the four cups. And the Rush understands Haseba as one of the details in how to perform the mitzvah of matzah and the four cups, that the way to do those mitzvahs is to do it in the freedom style of reclining. So this is a very core conceptual debate between the Rambam and the Rush, how to understand Haseba. And we'll see in the next longer piece that there's a very similar, almost parallel debate between the Rambam and Tosvos, how to understand the drinking of the four cups. So if we put these two pieces together, we'll see that Rabbi Velvel's understanding of the Rambam's approach to the Seder is that we have to live like free people. We have to exhibit freedom over and above the details of what we're doing. And that's how he understands Haseba as a reflection of that overall freedom. Whereas the Ashkenazi Rishonim, like Tosos and the Rush, seem to have a different view of the Seder, that it's about performing the mitzvahs properly. Now, part of performing the mitzvahs properly includes showing freedom, but the real way that we exhibit freedom at the Seder is through doing the mitzvahs. It's not through things like reclining and drinking wine. The mitzvahs are what show the freedom. So this is a very fundamental debate about how to understand the whole nature of the Seder. How do we show our freedom? Is it only through performing the mitzvahs? That's the ultimate freedom, the ability to serve Hashem. Or is it through doing actions and behaviors of freedom, even over and above the mitzvahs themselves? So that's a very important debate. Now, there is a contradiction in the Shulchan Arach, according to Rabbi Velvel's analysis, because he says that the Rambam's ruling that one should eat the meal with Haseba contradicts the Rush's ruling that if you ate the matzah or drank the wine without Haseba, you have to redo it. According to Rav Velvel, these two rulings reflect different perspectives about Haseba and they don't go together. But the Shulchan Aruch rules both of them. In Simen Tafayin Bey's Sif Zayin, the Shulchan Aruch rules like the Rush that if you don't do Haseba, you redo the matzah and the wine. And on that halacha, the Ramah quotes that you should do Haseba for the entire meal. Now, on a practical level, the Ramah is lenient about redoing it because nowadays we might not have to do Haseba at all because that's not the way people eat and show freedom. But that's a separate issue whether this halacha applies nowadays. The Shulchan Aruch, though, does quote the view of the Rush and the view of the Rambam and puts them together. And according to Rab Velvel, that would seem to be a contradiction. Now, it's also worth noting that the Beis Yosef quotes a very radical comment. At the end of Simen Tavchaf Beis, he quotes that the Shibale Haleket said that generally when you say Halel, you have to stand. 
all year when we say Hallel, we always stand for it. The one exception is the Hallel at the Seder night that we sit during the recitation of Hallel. So he explains that there are three differences between the Seder and regular Hallel. First is because the Hallel at the Seder is split up. We say part of it at the end of Magid, and then the rest of it we conclude during Hallel. So we're not going to make the person stand because it's split up. Second, because there's wine. So we're concerned that the person will get a little drunk and slip and drop their wine so we don't make the person stand, they're allowed to sit while saying the Hallel. And then he quotes that the Maharam explained that everything at the Seder night is supposed to reflect freedom, and the way of freedom is reclining, so the Hallel should also reflect the freedom and be done with Haseba. So according to this view, there is a concept of Haseba even when reciting the Hallel, not only when eating. So this is an extension of the whole idea of the Rambam that Haseba applies not only to eating the matzah and drinking the four cups and not only even to eating the meal or eating other foods, but even during the recitation of Hallel, it should be with Haseba because everything done at the Seder should reflect freedom and be done with reclining. And the Mishnah Brura at the end of Simen Tavchaf Beis, as well as at the beginning of Simen Tav Pei, also quotes this idea. So it's possible to see in this discussion and the different reasons a similar issue that Rab Velvel's raising is the Haseba connected to the Matzah and the Four Cups, or is it an independent idea? So those who explain that sitting for Hallel is to reflect Haseba, they consider it a broader idea like the Rambam, and the other reasons follow the rush that has. Seba is part of the mitzvah of matzah, but it wouldn't be connected to saying the halal. So that's an extension of this whole issue. Now, there is a question against Reb Velvel's analysis, because according to him, the Rambam would hold that if someone ate the matzah and drank the wine without Haseba, they do not need to redo it. And there is a problem with that, because the Rambam says you should eat your meal with Haseba, and then he adds a phrase, v'imlav enot tzarech. And if not, he doesn't need to. So it sounds like the Rambam is telling us that if the person ate the meal without reclining, they don't need to eat another meal. But the implication would be that if they ate the matzah or the wine without reclining, then in fact, they do need to redo the mitzvah. So that's exactly like the rush. So this question is raised in the Sefer Harare Kedem, Chelek Beis, Simen Ayin Beis, from Rab Velvel's nephew, Rab Yosef Dov, as well as in the Sefer Tiferes Shmuel about Rab Shmuel Arbach on page 42. So Rab Yosef Dov and Rab Shmuel Arbach raised the issue that how can Rab Velvel say, according to the Rambam, that if one ate the matzah without reclining, they don't need to redo it, when the Rambam seems to say that they do need to redo it. The only thing they don't need to redo is the meal, but the mitzvahs they would need to redo exactly as the Rush said. So there are a few ways to explain this line in the Rambam, according to Rab Velvel. In another sefer about Rab Shmuel Arbach, Aliba de Shmuel on Yantif, on page 435, he quotes that Rab Shmuel Arbach himself had a few other ways to understand that phrase in the Rambam, which would fit in with Rab Velvel's analysis. So first he suggests that the whole Rambam is talking about eating the matzah, it's not talking about the meal at all. So what the Rambam means is that when doing the mitzvah of matzah. The first kazayas, a person has to recline, and then whatever matzah they eat after that, they should
should also recline. And on that, the Rambam says if they didn't recline during eating the matzah, then they don't have to redo it. So that's one way to understand it. The Rambam's not talking about the meal at all. The second way he suggests is that the Rambam is trying to say that there's no point in reclining for a part of the meal. So let's say a person halfway through the meal remembers that they're not reclining. There's no point in reclining once they already started eating without reclining because it doesn't show freedom anymore to start reclining in the middle. So that's what the Rambam means, that if they did not recline for the first half of the meal, they don't need to start at this point. But then the approach that he really prefers is the third one, which is that the Rambam is saying there is no obligation whatsoever to recline during the meal. It's meshubach, it's a nice thing to do, but there is absolutely no obligation, not even l'chatchila. So ordinarily we talk about something that should be done versus something that must be done called bidi eved. Here the Rambam is saying that reclining during the meal is not on either of those levels. It's an even lower level called it's nice to do, but it's not even a lechatchila. And this is an issue that the Prichadash also raises, that when the Ramah quotes this line of the Rambam in Tafayin Bey's Zion, he does call it a lechatchila. But he quotes it from a different source. So it seems like the Ramah is aware that the Rambam does not require leaning at the meal at all, not even a lechatchila. It's a total personal choice whether to recline or not. And the Ramah is adding some force He's saying that it's a lichatchila, it's not just a nice thing to do, but it should be done. Now, obviously, if one ate the meal and did not recline, nobody says they have to go back and do it again. But according to the Ramah, there's extra force to leaning during the meal, which the Rambam does not hold of. So that's what the Rambam is saying, the imlav, meaning if he doesn't want to recline to begin with, if this guy chooses not to recline at the meal, then that's perfectly fine. It's only hareza meshubach, it's a nice thing to do, but there is no recline. Requirement. So according to that, the Rambam is not at all implying that one would have to re-eat the matzah if they did it without Haseba. So we can fit in Rab Velvel's view that according to the Rambam, if someone ate the matzah without Haseba, they do not need to redo it. So those are Reb Shmuel Arbach's solutions. Now in the Sefer Harei Kedem, the editor Rabbi Shurkin quotes that he heard from Rab Velvel's son, Reb David Salavechik, that he had a different way to read the Rambam, which is he understands the that if he didn't recline, he doesn't need to redo it, is going back to the matzah. So the Rambam at first said you have to recline when eating the matzah. Then he said you should recline during the meal. And now that line is going back on the whole halacha that if you didn't recline for the matzah, you do not need to redo it. So the Rambam is saying explicitly, as Reb Velvel said, that unlike the Rush, even if one ate the matzah without Haseba, they do not need to redo it. So not only is there no contradiction, but the Rambam is now saying explicitly what Reb Velvel said. Now, first of all, this seems a bit forced because the Rambam left the issue of reclining during the matzah and he's been discussing the issue of reclining during the meal. So why would this line now go back to the earlier issue of reclining during the matzah? Now, we saw that Rab Shmuel Arbach has a variation of this explanation that the Rambam never talked about reclining during the meal. He's always been talking about reclining during eating the matzah, but that explanation has its own problems because it does seem that the Rambam is talking about reclining during the meal. So either of these versions has a certain problem fitting into the language of the Rambam. It also seems that that's not how Reb Velvel read this Rambam because he would have said that in the piece. He just leaves it as his own idea that the Rambam doesn't require redoing the matzah.
matzah. But if there was an explicit line the way his son Reb David understands it, so then Reb Velvel would have mentioned it. So either way, that is some of the discussion about how to understand this phrase in the Rambam, the inlav enotzarech. Is it talking about the eating of the matzah? Is it talking about the eating of the meal? And if so, what does it mean? Because obviously one does not have to redo the meal if they eat it without reclining. So there's some debate about how to understand what exactly the Rambam is saying here and whether he holds that if you eat the matzah without reclining, you would have to eat it again or you do not have to eat it again as Rab Velvel explained. Now, in one of the Brisker Haggadahs, Shiras Halavim from Rab Arya Leib Lopiansky, so he quotes this piece from Rab Velvel and he goes through a lot of these points and he collects from other Sfarim a number of things that Rab David Salavechik said about this piece. So there's some questions and answers from Reb David in that Haggadah. Now, there is another issue which relates to Reb Velvel's analysis, and that is reclining during eating maror. Now, we generally assume that one should not recline during the maror because maror is a symbol of slavery as opposed to the matzah, which is a symbol of freedom. So it doesn't make sense to recline while eating the maror. But this is not so simple. The Rambam just says that one should recline during all the eating at the Seder night, and he doesn't exclude the maror. So it seems that according to the Rambam, one should recline even when eating the maror. And that's how Rav Kapach in his notes on the Rambam understands it. Now, the Beis Yosef in Simon Tuf Ayin Hay rules that the Gemara says one does not recline during maror. So the Beis Yosef understands that to mean one does not have to recline during maror, like they have to recline during matzah, but during the maror they don't need to recline, but they could choose to recline. So that seems in line with this view of the Rambam, that when it comes to maror, there's no problem reclining, it's just not obligatory to eat the maror with Haseba. On the other hand, in the Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tafayin Hay, the Shulchan Aruch rules that one should eat the maror without Haseba. So here he seems to say that since the maror is a symbol of slavery, it should specifically be eaten sitting straight and not reclining. So there is some debate whether the maror should be eaten reclining, or at least could be eaten reclining, or not. It's specifically better not to recline when eating the maror. So this debate, again, seems to touch on Rab Velvel's analysis. According to the Rambam, that Haseba is a broader concept at the Seder, it reflects the overall freedom, so it might make sense to recline even when eating the maror. Even though the maror is a symbol of slavery, but we are still free and we're celebrating at the Seder, so we do the overall symbol of freedom of reclining even while eating the maror. As opposed to the view of the rush that Haseba is specifically connected with the mitzvahs of freedom, like the matzah and the four cups, so then obviously it would make no sense and it would take away to recline while eating the maror, because the point of the mitzvah of maror is to remember the slavery, so to recline while doing so, which is one of the features of eating the matzah, would be a total contradiction. So whether one should do Haseba while eating the maror, again, seems to tie in with the overall perspectives of the Rambam and the Rush.